Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas, arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. And a very good Monday morning, afternoon, evening, everyone. Joe Beningo back with you again. The Older Pain Podcast, Monday, October the 9th. And, of course, it is 2023. I believe today is Columbus Day as well. How about that? We still have that going. Unbelievable. And, of course, the Joe Beningo Older Pain Podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company. Don't forget this Friday, our next live podcast at the Brewing Company, October 13th. Fireman Ed will be with us. Of course, uh, Anita Discount Tire and our good friends at DraftKings. First of all, let me send out uh, uh, all my heartfelt wishes to everybody in Israel for uh, what happened over the weekend. Uh, God bless them and God be with everybody over there. Okay. Yesterday, our football team, a stellar win as they beat the Denver Broncos in in, in Broncos. In Denver, mile high, 31-21, the final score of this game. The story of this game, and and there's a lot to break down, you know, I think I aged five years watching this game. The story of this game comes down to two things. Number one, Brees Hall, right? Finally, the unleashing of the Brees lightning. And what a tremendous game. 177 yards rushing for Brees yesterday on 22 carries. He broke that 72-yard touchdown. You know, you just had a feeling watching it yesterday that Brees was going to break one. You know, of course, back in Denver where he was, where, where he got his injury last year that, uh, you know, ended his season. And you know he was motivated for this game. And, boy, I tell you, man, how good is this guy? I mean, I, I don't want to – you know, I don't want to compare anybody to Barry Sanders because, you know, Barry Sanders next to Jim Brown was the best I ever saw. But the similarity is this. They both wear the same number 20, by the way. The similarity is this. Brees is one of those guys, you know – you just get that feeling like Barry. You know, you can give him five, six, seven, eight, ten carries, and you'll stop him a couple yards, maybe a, a couple of, you know, carries for a loss, and then all of a sudden, boom, there he goes for 70 yards. And that's exactly what Brees is, has done. We've seen, a, uh, you know, and he finally broke one for a touchdown. Maybe he had that 80-yard run in the Buffalo game uh, last week against Kansas City, had that 43-yard run that he just missed breaking for a touchdown. And he finally gets it yesterday. Uh, 200, and what was the final number? 242 yards rushing yesterday for the Jets. And you're going to win a lot of football. You're not losing many football games in the NFL if you rush for 242 yards. 177 by Breach yesterday. Absolutely tremendous. But we also got to give praise to the defense. Now, the defense has got to stop getting off to these terrible starts. We saw it again yesterday. Uh, the Jets are up 3-0 after that uh, fumble on special teams. The Jets recover it uh, again, like, on you know, inside the – in the red zone, and they can't put the ball in the end zone. I got to tell you, 
when they had to settle for three points there, I thought we were going to get killed. Because how many times have I seen this happen with this team? You get a big turnover, you got the ball on you know, the other team's 15-yard line, and you can't put it in the end zone. And that was one of the big storylines of the game yesterday, even though the Jets won. How many times were they inside the 10-yard line and couldn't put the ball in the end zone? They had to settle for five field goals. Now, Zerline, to his credit, made every one of them. You know, but, you, you know, you got to, you know, against a team like Denver, you know, maybe you can get away with that against a team like Denver. You're playing the Philadelphia Eagles this week, uh, the 5-0 and undefeated Eagles. Man, you ain't going to win if you can't put the ball in the end zone. And to me, that was, you know, that's that's one of the big negatives of this game yesterday. The Jets inside the 10-yard line and unable to score touchdowns. And I tell you, some of the play calling was terrible. I mean, you got a first and goal on a 10-yard line or the 9-yard line. You can't expect that you're going to run the ball into the end zone, run on first down, run on second down. I don't care if Brees Hall's your running back or Jimmy Brown. Maybe Jimmy Brown. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, really. I mean, you can't expect that you're going you're gonna to score. you got to throw on first down. How about they roll Zach out a little bit when you're in, you know, inside the 15-yard line? Try to get him out of the pocket. Maybe some bootlegs. Maybe some designed runs for him there. You know, you got to do better than that. And that's, that's one of the big negatives that you got to take away yesterday. And, of course, right before halftime, with the Jets down 13-8 to eight and in easy field goal position, not being able to get that, that that field goal off there at the end of the first half. Now, the Jets got away with it yesterday, but that could have cost them big time. You know, Zach's got to throw the ball in the end zone. You got you got nine seconds, whatever it was, 12 seconds left there, whatever it was. Third down, just throw it in the end zone. Take a shot for the touchdown. If it's not there, throw it into the seats and then kick the field goal. And that didn't happen yesterday, and that's something – you know, he checked it down to Conklin, and, you know, he got tackled in the field. They had no timeouts left, and he couldn't get back to the line to spike it to get the field goal off, and that can't happen. And that's on the quarterback, and that's on the coaches too. Let's be honest. I mean, that just cannot happen. Somebody's got to – you got to make sure you tell him, Zach, you just <clears throat> throw it. Why are you not just throwing it in the end zone? Why would you throw it underneath anyway? <clears throat> uh, just terrible, terrible. But Zach made some nice throws in the game. I mean, like I – I gave him a C, right? I'm not even going to kill him on that interception at the end because Sertain made a terrific play on that. I mean, it was a a 50-50 ball. He threw the ball to Wilson down in the sideline to try to end the game because if they got a first down there, they would have. And unfortunately, Sertain made a great play. But then, you know, with the Jets leading at that point 24-21, the defense bailed him out. And the defense bailed him out. I mean, Quincy Williams, who right now might be the best linebacker in the NFL. I mean... You know, I understand Fred Warner and I understand Greenlaw in San Francisco as the Niners just continue to take. They just destroyed the Cowboys last night. They're 5-0, and beat them 42-10. I understand guys like that. A lot of, you know, Milano who got, by the way, Matt Milano, who yesterday for Buffalo, his season ended. They carted him off with a, I guess he's got a knee injury. But, you know, when you live by the sword, you die by the sword. And Milano certainly lives by the sword. Just ask, ask Mike White last year in that loss to Buffalo when Milano broke him in half. But <clears throat> but nevertheless, nevertheless, uh, right now Quincy Williams playing at an amazingly high level. I think he's playing better than his brother. You know, everybody talks about how great Quentin Williams is, is, and he's terrific, but Quincy, I think, is playing better. And Quincy had a big sack there, you know, had, a, had that sack on the final drive. Of course, the next play on th- third and whatever it was, third and 11, 
Wilson hit the uh, receiver there, Judy, for 15 for a first down. And then, of course, it was compounded by an absolutely brutal roughing the passer call on Bryce Hoff. I mean, how many times are we going to get hosed with these ridiculous roughing the passer calls? He, he didn't hit him in the head. Yeah, he hit him high up, you know, by the shoulder pads. Didn't hit him in the head, and he didn't hit him late. And they thought a damn flag. <clears throat> and that really set up that touchdown. And then, of course, after they get the touchdown, they go for two, and they don't get it as Wilson gets sacked. But, of course, there's a defensive holding penalty on Bryce Hall. They get another crack at it. They get the two-point conversion to make it 24-21 at that point in time. But, of course, Quincy sealed the deal at the end on that last gas uh, drive by the, by uh, Wilson, Russell Wilson and the Broncos. He sacks Wilson, strip sacks him, forces the fumble. Bryce Hall picks it up and takes it to the house uh, to put the game away. Now, of course, as, as Bryce Hall is running down the sideline, I'm screaming, Bryce, go down, okay? End this damn game, all right? <laughs> Do what Patrick Mahomes did last week against us. Just get down on the two-yard line, the one-yard line, the game's over. They got no more timeouts, and we're in victory position ending the game. He scored the touchdown. It didn't hurt us. But, you know, to me, the coaches got to talk to him. Hey, Bryce, you got to get down in a situation like that where the game's over. And, you know, you never know. Remember the game last year when the Jets came back to beat Cleveland in week two? Remember Nick Chubb ran one in in a similar situation. Instead of going down to end the game, scored the touchdown, and the Jets came back to win the game, as we all know. So, uh, you know, that, you, you got to be a little smarter there. But nevertheless, look, they, they found a way. They win the game. I thought the defense uh, really played well after that first opening series of the game. Uh, when they went right down the field for a touchdown to make it 7-3, they stopped the Broncos a couple times in the red zone in the first half, forcing field goals. And the Jets were fortunate to be down only 13-8 to at halftime. Uh, you know, they four sacks in the game. Bryce Huff had a big game. Quincy Williams, too. Bryce Huff had a couple sacks. We got to see more of Bryce Huff, you know, uh, on, the, on the field in these pass-rushing situations because he's a demon rushing the quarterback. There's no doubt about it. Uh, so uh, we got to see more of that. But the defense played well, four sacks, they uh, three turnovers in this game. Of course, the special teams forced that first uh, turnover on the punt early in the game, led to a field goal. Um, one of the big plays in the game after Gibson fumbled, and remember Gibson fumbled twice in this game on punts. Once the Jets recovered, the other time Denver recovered, and like two plays later, and and, and this this amazed me too. Okay, and just going back to the fumble. There were three fumbles in this game by the Jets, two by Zach Wilson, that the Jets recovered. You know, they lost that one by Gibson, but there were three other ones that they put on the ground. Zach put it on the ground twice, and the one, as I mentioned, by Gibson on the punt, and the Jets were fortunate to recover three of them. Zach made a nice play to recover one of them. Um, one of the linemen got the other one, and I think the first one Gibson fumbled, actually the rookie McDonald actually came up with it. So the Jets were lucky there. They could have easily turned the ball over three times on those fumbles. They didn't do it. But I thought one of the big plays in the game, too, <clears throat> Jets are in the lead in the second half. Sauce Gardner gets, gets banged up on a play, has to go out for a play. So they put this kid James in a corner. I never heard of him. He was on a practice squad last week, number 31. If I'm Sean Payton, don't I try to go right after this kid? Maybe throw the ball. Whoever he's covering, go right after him, right? No, no, no. Sean Payton tries to get cute. And when you get cute in the NFL, you usually get it right up your rear end. 
And this was one of the big plays in the game. Instead of going after Sauce, they tried his stupid triple reverse. They wind up fumbling the ball. And Jefferson, what's his name? Al Jefferson? I think that's his name. Whatever his name is. Jefferson is his last name. Comes up with the fumble. And uh, uh, and it's recovered there. And that was a huge play in the game. Jefferson coming up with that fumble right after the Gibson fumble. Really negated it. And uh, just a terrible play call there by Sean Payton. So, you know, great job there. They, they come up with that turnover, no doubt about it. And, uh, look, the defense played well. Like I said, four sacks, three three forced fumbles in this game that they recovered. Um, hey, you know what? It was a nerve-wracker, but you take it. And the bottom line on this football game is they ran the ball with Brees Hall. Even Dalvin Cook had a couple nice runs in this game. They ran the ball with Brees Hall. He had a monster game. Like I said, 177 yards, 22 carries, the 72-yard touchdown run, and the defense really played well in this game. I, like I said, Zach, I'll give him a C. Wasn't terrible. Wasn't great. 19 for 26, 199 yards. Made some nice throws. Uh, one real nice throw to Garrett Wilson. That big throw on the final drive the Jets had of the game when he hit uh, Conklin over the middle uh, on, what was it, third and eight? I think it was either third and eight or third and nine to get a big first down. Uh, Conklin pulled the Mark Bavaro as he was carrying you know, Broncos with him along the way. And, uh, of course, eventually that drive ended with the interception by Sertain. But then at the end, for once, the defense bailed them out. How many times over the years watching this football team have we seen the defense in an opportunity to, sh- to close the game down give it up? And that certainly wasn't the case yesterday. Quincy Williams with the strip sack fumble. Hall takes it to the house. And the Jets come out with a 31-21 victory. Now, Quinton, is that his name? Quinton Jefferson? Okay, Quinton Jefferson. Number 90. Uh, number, is he 70? 70. Right, Quentin Jefferson, number 70. Right, he's number 70. Uh, making that big play to recover that fumble. He's been pretty good. Al Woods, too. How about Al Woods got a safety in this game? Two weeks in a row, the Jets got a safety. Remember, they had that safety courtesy of Bryce Huff against Kansas City and a safety this week against Russell Wilson, who had an intentional grounding in the end zone when Al Woods basically took him down. So two weeks in a row, uh, the defense uh, creating safeties uh, for the Jets. But the bottom line, the running game with Brees Hall and the defense really go out and win this football game for the Jets. They got to soar. They, they got to be better in the red zone. You know, you can't keep kicking field goals. Like I said, they got away with it against a bad team like the Broncos. They're not going to get away with it against a team like Philadelphia when you start playing these, you know, high-level teams. And certainly Philadelphia at 5-0 and right there with the 49ers as the two undefeated teams left in the league. And as we all know, Philly comes in next week, and then the bye after that, Philly in next week. The Jets have never beaten the Eagles. They're 0-12 against them lifetime. It's about time they got off the snide. You know they're going to be underdogs again uh, in this in this football game. But uh, uh, got to be happy. Now, the negative, is there always the negatives, is Elijah Vera Tucker, who got hurt in the same situation last year in Denver, right? Same thing. Remember, Tucker got hurt. So did Brees Hall. And the Jets really never recovered from that because they were 5-2 and two after they won that game in Denver. And then losing Hall and Tucker, they only won two games after that. So Tucker's got a calf injury. I guess he's getting an MRI today. We'll have a, a better feel of where he's at, you know, uh, sometime later on in the day. Beckton got a little banged up too. But I think more of that, you know, Bart Scott was talking about it after the game on the postgame show. I think more of that was uh, the altitude and Beckton, uh, the big guy that he is, taking a little bit of a breather and sitting down. And also, uh, 
Uh, Tipman got banged up in this game, but I guess he's okay. He came back in. He's okay. Sauce came back in the game as well. So, uh, but a solid win for the Jets, a game they absolutely had to have. They go to two and three now on the year. And let's see where we go from here. You know, go out and shock everybody, beat Philadelphia, get the three and three at the bye. And then you come back to play the right now, absolutely horrific New York football giants who got beat again yesterday by Miami 31 16. Daniel Jones got hurt in the game uh, with a neck injury. So, he did. He's been getting assaulted. He got sacked what, six times. They sacked this guy, Van Winkle or Van Wrinkle, whatever his name is, number 43 for Miami, had a field day against the giant offensive line. But we'll get into that uh, as we move on here. But good win for the Jets. Go out and beat the Eagles next week. Even if Vera Tucker's banged up, you put Max Mitchell at right tackle. Uh, you know, you leave Becton alone at left tackle and let's go. And continue to unleash the Brees. Brees. Lightning. How good. <laughs> How good is he? Oh, my God. He is terrific. All right, Beningo, the Ode of Pain podcast. Let's uh, get the sponsors in here. Of course, I mentioned the Hackensack Brewing Company. We will be there on uh, Friday night, our next live podcast. We'll be there with the incomparable fireman, Ed. Uh, and so you want to check that out, you know, around 7, 730 in that range. And you know the deal. The Brewing Company located 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in Who Needs a House out in Hackensack. Is that all you get for your money? And if that's what you had in mind, that's what you're all about. Honey, if that's moving up, then I'm moving out. See, you never know what you're getting after the Jets win. You know what I mean? You get me you get me attempting a little Billy Joel, but nevertheless, attempting is right. Anyway, uh, the tap room is open from 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 Sunday, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack, right behind the tombstones. Nice tombstone for the Broncos yesterday. Um, check it out. Uh, Beningo and Fireman Ed together this coming Friday at the Hackensack Brewing Company. Go check out uh, Anita Discount Tire. Go see my son Johnny. He's back from Mexico. How about the Saints? His Saints yesterday absolutely eviscerating the New England Patriots, 34-0. New England has now been outscored in their last two games. This is mind-boggling. 72-3. They lose 38-3 last week in Dallas. They lose 34-0 yesterday at home to the Saints. Oh, my God. How the hell did we lose to them? Really? we How did we lose to them? You know? Because the quarterback played scared in that game against New England, and I thought the coaches coached a little scared in that game, too. Sorry, coach. I thought you did. Should have never lost to the Patriots, who right now are one of the worst teams in the league. I mean, there's no other way to say it. No other way to say it. But, you know, we'll leave that alone for now. But Johnny's happy. Saints win 34 nothing. They're 3-2 and two now on the year, so he's got to feel pretty good about that coming back from Mexico. Go see Johnny. Go see his great boss, Harry. Uh, you need any work done on your car, you need tires, you need your car inspected, whatever, go see them at a needed discount tire, Westwood Avenue in Rivervale, New Jersey. And last but not least, our friends at DraftKings, another big week in the NFL. You know the deal. Check them out. Uh, you know, uh, they're the official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks on football, get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Check it out. Getting in on the NFL action. We're going into week six now. Or week five wraps up tonight with the Monday night game with the Raiders and the Packers, a little rematch of Super Bowl II from 100 years ago. Uh, anyway, uh, get in on the NFL action and coming up in week six with DraftKings Sportsbook. What a game tonight. 
Download the app. Use code OTAPAIN to sign up. New customers can bet 5 bucks and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code O-O-H-T-H-E-P-A-I-N, the pain. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Visit www.sot1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777. Visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age uh, varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. I think everything's void there. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football. Terms for eligibility. Terms and responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Okay. Beningo, the O, the pain podcast and a... A happy, a victory Monday for a change as the uh, Jets beat the Denver Broncos 31-21 two years in a row. Now they've won in Denver. The Jets have always had problems winning in Denver. I mean, you know, the only other one I can remember after these two was going back to with Rex in the 2010 season when they went into Denver and beat the Broncos uh, on their way to going to the AFC title game that year where they finished 11-5 and the last time we've been in the playoffs. And remember that game? There was a big uh, pass interference call. Uh, against San uh, Santonio Holmes to set up the game-winning touchdown by Ladanian Tomlinson. So, uh, yeah. So, but not many wins over the years in Denver. A lot of bad losses, even when uh, back in the '60s with Joe Willie and company, we never had too much success in Denver. So, nice to get that win. Nice to stick it to Sean Payton. Obviously, the whole uh, nonsense in the off-season with Nathaniel Hackett, and you know, he basically Payton basically saying. Uh, Hackett last year in Denver, the one year he coached them, was the head coach. The worst coaching job in the history of the league. I guess I guess Sean Payton doesn't remember Richie Coltite, you know, in 1995 and 1996 coaching the Jets, right? I think he forgot about that when Coltite went a sparkling 4-28 and 28 over the two years he was there. So, you know. But anyway, uh, had to be, Hackett had to feel good. And I'm sure uh, Sal and company gave him a game ball after the, the, the game was over. So uh, uh, gets a little revenge yesterday. It's good to see that as well as the Jets win it, as I said, 31-21. Now 2-3, and three, save their season and get ready. For a game, I expect them to come out and play uh, fast and loose and let's go and try to uh, knock the Eagles from the, uh, uh, the ranks of the unbeaten teams. Only Philadelphia and San Francisco now unbeaten at 5-0. and oh. How about the Niners? Blew the doors off the Cowboys last night, 42-10. to 10. They are clearly, to me, and I know Philly's 5-0, and 0, the best team in the league is the San Francisco 49ers. They are loaded, loaded. Both sides of the ball, and as I said, just whacked Dallas last night. Dallas falls now to 3-2 and two in the NFC East. You know, I want to get into the Giant game a little bit yesterday. I had this game pegged perfectly. Another big week for me in the picks. Unbelievable. Went 3-0 this week in the picks. I'm now 10-5 and on the year. I'm actually 8-1 and over the last three weeks. I've had back-to-back 6-0 and weeks. So I am rolling on fire. 10-5 and on the year. I hit the knockout pool. I had Miami in the knockout pool, so I continue to advance. And Terry can bounce back. She was ready. I got to tell you this. So my wife, she had the, the Ravens in the early game, the 1 o'clock game, the Ravens laying three against Pittsburgh. Right. And the Ravens were ahead 10 nothing in that game for a long time. Finally, Pittsburgh comes back, wins the game 17 10. 
So Terry loses. She's complaining. I'm done. I'm not doing this no more. She had Philadelphia in the late window against the Rams, and they wind up winning 23-14, covered the number. I think it was four and a half. She felt a little better. And then when she got up this morning, and I didn't watch the whole game last night. I was still kind of reeling, you know, still kind of enjoying the glow of a jet win. <laughs> the last I saw of the Niner game, they're up 28 to 10. So I get up this morning with Terry and say, I didn't win in 28, 10. Yeah, but it wasn't over. Go check out the final score, 42 to 10. <laughs> so she bounces back with a winning two in one week. So now she feels a lot better no, going forward. Now she's ready to continue because <laughs> she went 0 and 3 last week. So she's 2 and 1 this week. She feels better, but whatever. <laughs> but I've been hot, no doubt about it. Now, as far as the Giants, I mean, look, I said this too. I, I, I said this last week. I said that the Dolphins can play their C, C-plus game and still beat the Giants easily and cover the number. And they did. They did. And I feel bad for Daniel Jones. I mean, right now, that offensive line is in shambles. Everybody and their brothers hurt on the offensive line. Barkley's not playing. He got assaulted again yesterday. Like I said, this guy Van Wrinkle, Van Winkle, whatever he is, number 43, had a monster game for Miami. Six sacks of Jones. He winds up getting hurt. He hurts his neck. He, got, he was at it. He left the game there early in the fourth quarter. Tyrod Taylor came in, didn't fare much better. And the Giants got killed. And if it wasn't for a couple bad throws by Tua Tungavailoa, tell me what he was doing, uh, throw, forcing that ball into double coverage with Miami up 14-3 and driving late in the first half. Uh, they're on like the giant eight-yard line. Tua forces a pass into double coverage. I think it was to Tyreek. It gets batted in the air by Karake and picked off by Pennock, the safety, Jason Pennock, who the Jets had at one time, and they probably still should have him. He's pretty good. And he goes 102 yards, takes it to the house, and instead of the game being 21-3, now it's 14-10. to Not that it really mattered. The first touchdown the Giants have scored in the first half this year. Can you believe that? And it wasn't the offense that did it. 102-yard interception return for Pennock, tying the all-time record uh, set back in 19, for the Giants, that is, set back in 1961 by the great Erich Barnes. Remember him? Number 49, great corner for the Giants on their, uh, you know, teams in the early 60s. He was a terrific player. 102-yard punt return. What are you showing me here? Could you... Andrew Van Ginkle. Oh, Andrew Van Ginkle. That's the guy that tormented? Yeah. yeah. Number 43, Van Ginkle. Boy, did he eat up Jones and the Giants yesterday. But anyway, Pennock returns that 102 yards for tying Erich Barnes who was a great player, six-time pro bowler. Uh, also, uh, eventually, when Allie Sherman got rid of everybody in 1964-65, they traded him to the Cleveland Browns, uh, Erich Barnes, and he had some big game, big years there for Cleveland as well. So Pennock ties that record, but it didn't matter because Tua just had a field day, right? You had that, what was it, about a 76-yard touchdown run by that kid, what's his name? Uh, Devin McShane or McCain or whatever it is, one of the fastest guys in the league. He goes 76 yards for a touchdown. You had that uh, 64-yard catch and run play to Tyreek. Uh, that actually was the one that I think that set up the interception that uh, uh, Pennock came up with before halftime. You had that long touchdown bomb to Tyreek where he got behind the defense by 10 yards, was basically waving to him as he uh, went into the end zone. And like I said, Miami played basically their C game and still destroyed the Giants 31-15. Miami goes to 4-1 and one on the year. The Giants are in major trouble. I mean, they, they are right now. They're 1-4. They're lucky they're 1-4. Only that second half against the lousy Cardinals saved them in Arizona in week two when they were down 28-7.
And, I mean, it just does not look good for them. Finally scored a touchdown in the first half, and the defense scored it. The offense has been putrid. I don't know what else to say. We'll see if Jones plays this week. Um, you know, it is what it is, but they're in a lot of trouble, man. They go to Buffalo now to play a Bills team on Sunday night football that is going to be, you know, snorting a fire after losing in London to the Jaguars and a great call by me there. How about that? That was my pick of the week. Jaguars laying in the weeds, sitting in London after they won there last week against Atlanta. Uh, Buffalo winning three in a row, big win over Miami. You know, I was I expected the letdown, and you saw it. So give Jacksonville credit. They beat Buffalo 25-20. Buffalo's now three and two. So the Giants are going into a Hornets next, uh, next, next week against the Bills. The Giants are in a lot of trouble. They play Washington after that. Washington at two and three right now. Remember, they lost Thursday night to the Bears. And then they play the Jets, who will be coming off their bye. And right now, I and mean, who knows how that game's going to go, but right now, clearly the Jets are the better team. I mean, you know, I don't think any – I think every Giant fan would have to admit that. Yeah, you can make a case right now, even though Carolina's 0-5, that the Giants are the worst team in the league. So – but they're in a lot of trouble right now. As I said, they got to go to Buffalo and uh, and play a, a, a ornery Bills team this week. Not a very good situation for Brian Dable and company – uh, over um, uh, at MetLife, at least on the giant side of MetLife Stadium. So interesting week again in uh, now week five in the NFL as the weeks just fly by. I mean, there's no other way to say it, right? This league, you, you turn around, you go crazy, and uh, it just it just goes by faster than you could possibly believe. And uh, we'll see what happens from here. But a nice win for the Jets. And like I said, big game next week against Philadelphia. As I mentioned, Philadelphia 5-0. and Beat the Rams 23-14 uh, on, uh, on Sunday. Cincinnati bounced back with a win over the Cardinals. They're at 2-3, 34-20. The big win by Pittsburgh. Now Pittsburgh is back in first place in the AFC, NFC, in the, uh, AFC North after their win over the Ravens. Um, unbelievable. Good game tonight. You got the 1-3 Raiders. I guess Garoppolo's playing against the 2-2 two two Packers in Las Vegas. So uh, we'll see about that. But, uh, yep. That'll wrap up week five in the National Football League. But a happy day if you're a fan of the Jets as uh, they move now to two up and three down and get ready for the Philadelphia Eagles next week. Everybody have a great week. Check me out this afternoon, 4 o'clock. I'll be on with Evan and Tiki to break it all down, to break the Jet game down. Check out the live podcast again next Friday night, the Hackensack Brewing Company, Friday the 13th. Beningo and Fireman Ed Anzalone. Check it out. All the love.